The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. to read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, and it's a question that Jesus was asking the disciples, and we read verse 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Which you know that that question is being asked even of this day. And then the many opinions that fly around of what people think Jesus is. And he's none of those things. But they said, some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elias and some Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But he said, but whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed art thou Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock. Now, immediately you hear that word Peter, and I'm actually shocked at how many people actually believe that Jesus was installing Peter as the first pope. No, you look at me like I'm crazy, but they actually believe that the early church was the Catholic church. Now, if you Catholic here, please listen carefully to me. Catholicism came on years later. Jesus was not installing Peter as the first pope. Because in Catholic tradition, the pope is basically God on the earth. And when Jesus left the earth, he never gave his ministry to one person, ever. In actual fact, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 7 says, but unto each one is, a, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And this says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He never said, and he gave some pope. He never said, and he gave some Peter. He gave Peter. Peter became the head of the church. These are all lies. And you might not realize that this, this is ingrained into Christianity. In extra fact, I'm finding out right now that there are some leaders, even that I've known, who actually believe this nonsense. They really believe that we all come out of the Catholic Church. We do not. I have never been part of the Catholic Church and never will be. I don't pray through Mary. I don't pray through saints. I don't have St. Christopher's. I don't carry saints around with me. I don't pray to Mary. And I love Catholic people. I preached in Catholic churches. I preached where all the, the fathers fell under the power and all the nuns were lying under the power. I, you know, and people criticized me for going to a Catholic church to preach. And they said, I can't believe that you were preaching in a place where they hail Mary. I said, I preach in places where they hail a taxi cab. So Jesus was not installing Peter as the first pope of the church. He said, I say unto you, you are Peter upon this rock. 
What rock? We know Peter's name means rock. But upon this rock of revelation, what rock of revelation? That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's what the church is built upon. That he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then he turns to them and says, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he was talking to them there about the power and authority that the church would have. In actual fact, let me just say this right now. I want every one of you to call our Senate and I want you to rebuke Marco Rubio for sending out a letter to tell everybody to put a travel ban on and take us back under these mandates. I need everybody to con contact your congressman and your Senate to say, absolutely not. We're not going back to the mandates of the past. How many will do that tomorrow? You will contact. Get, get an email out to everybody. Let's blitz them. These people are out of control. Somebody said, well, you can't do that. The church has authority. I bond Marco Rubio and he's lying devils. I don't care if he's a Republican from the state of Florida. Needs a smack up the side of the mouth. And I'm not promoting violence here, but somebody needs to do it. It's not gonna be me. You lying mongrel dog that take money under the table from all these agencies and then sell America out. You need to be removed from office. You let that go viral. Let me just stick it in his nostril. We have authority to take authority. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Say this after me. Jesus said, I will build my church upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, the gates of hell which means Washington, D.C., will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not trying to be mean here, but if the church doesn't stand up, then what does the church do? It lies down. And then you have to now fight on the other side. No, we draw a line in the sand. We say what is going to happen and what's not going to happen. This is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. This is not a government of a bunch of people in Washington, D.C. that are paid from outside agencies to then determine the outcome of what we do, where we travel, and where we go. There have been plagues for thousands of years, and people traveled. Somebody said, I don't know what that's got to do with Jesus. Well, if you don't understand the implication of all these things on the gospel, because it's suddenly you have a travel ban and you can't travel to preach the gospel anymore. Somebody said, but somebody can die. You can die being hit by a bus.
I, this is in my news program today. I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. Give me the clip of the grandpa who they're going to take care of. Guys, play the clip I played of the grandpa because this is what we're dealing with in America today. Find the clip and just roll it. Don't wait for me. Just play it. Jesus said, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It's just a button, guys. Just put it up. Thank God for digital modern electronics that allows you to do anything. Thank God that we've got so far forward, we've gone backwards. Thank God for technology. Roll it. That's not it. That is somebody, but that's not it. It's the grandpa. Yeah. Hold it. I become a Catholic. I think it's time that we had um, kind of a difficult conversation with you. You know how much we love you, right? Right. And I love you too. <laughs> and we only want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's becoming more and more clear to us that we can't take care of you the way that you need to be taken care of. Why are you talking like that? I'm fine. You're getting older. You get confused. You forget where you are. You fall down. You need to go someplace where they can take care of you. Where people your age go. I think it's time for you to r run for U.S. Senate. No! How can you do this to me? I still have a lot of good years left. Total idiots, morons. In actual fact, to call them mor moron is actually a disservice to morons. Somebody said, well, Jesus wouldn't be doing this. He called people dogs and serpents and vipers and said they're of their father, the devil. Don't come talk to me about Jesus because I have to know me. I know him personally. Jesus made whips and turned over the bankers of the day and beat the hell out of them. Are you with me? All that has to happen for evil to prevail is for good people to do absolutely nothing. But we make the decision. We draw the line in the sand and say, absolutely not. 
This is what they want to do. This is what Big Pharma wants to do. They want every one of you back in a mask. They want everyone taking new vaccines and they want everybody sick again. It is not going to happen. In the name of Jesus, I bind this thing, I take authority over this thing, and we render it powerless and ineffective. As far as the River Church and RMI, absolutely none of these things we will obey. We will refuse to obey anything coming from wicked individuals. We obey King Jesus, we do what he tells us to do. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you know why the healing ministry is needed. That's why these crusades of miracles going around, we're going to need more and more healing evangelists that will travel across America to carry the fire of God's healing and miracle working power because of what's happening behind the scenes. As you've heard me say uh, over the last number of weeks, you think the devil is just going to be happy with you running around laying hands on the sick and casting out devils, especially when they're trying to bring about another pandemic? The white lung thing is called, white lung. I was talking to Jonathan. He said, I'm going to take Camilla. We're going to the coal mines. He said, I'm going to get black lung, so it will then cancel out white lung. You know, that's just Jonathan, the way he thinks. He said, I'll just take everybody in the coal mines. They can all get black lung. If you know that he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, then you have no fear. You're not going to have fear that they put out through the media to try to push people back into your homes and to quarantine people. That's what they're calling for. That's what Senator Rubio is actually sending out. I think, please have everybody that has even got the remotest little patch of white on their lung to be quarantined. And then suddenly America's back into what we were in 2020 times a thousand. Especially if kids start dropping dead, which is what they want to have happen. You see, these powers, they don't care about children. They don't care about people. They want their mandate to be enforced. But they don't know that we serve a God of signs and wonders and miracles. They don't realize that we've been given the authority the keys to the kingdom, to go into all the world, preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and to cast out devils and that the hand of God will be upon you, upon your marriage, upon your children, upon your children's children and no harm will come to you. Psalm 91 is in full effect. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. This last week I was in a business in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And on the way out, I wanted to shake hands with the people in the office and the secretary. She said, I can't shake hands, I'm sick. I said, give me your hand. I said, I have an immune system. And I shook her hand. I shook her hand. I was with people that are in the oil business who have huge oil... Um, 
they're not in production, they're just oil leases. And I'd met with them 15 years before, and I said, listen, guys, you're sitting on trillions of dollars worth of oil. They said, yeah, but it costs some money to drill. We're going to just flip it and sell it to Exxon and Shell. I said, why would you do that? I said, you believe it. God will put it in your hands that you can drill. Well, I, you know, and that was 15 years ago. So when I went in there this week, they were still in the same place. They were just selling oil leases for $10 million. I said, why would you, why would you sell it to the devil? I said, get the oil product, get it into production. Yeah, but we don't know how long they're going to keep using oil. They'll keep using oil for the longest time. They can't stop using oil. They're going to need to use oil. You think everything's going to electric cars? You're going to need oil to charge an electric car. Are you with me? And then the guy said to me, well, I'm 63 now. I said, yeah, but you were 48 when I talked to you last time. He said, I don't know how long I'm going to live. I said, you look like you foot in the grave anyway. The bottom line is this. Lord, have mercy. What about future generations? Listen, if you're going to run your life because of fear, because suddenly you hit, you hit in your 60s, and now you don't want to step out and walk on the water. I said to the Lord, when I walked out of that office, I said, Father, and of course, you know, they were they're Baptists, and they were giving little snide comments about little things, and I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything, but what they didn't know, there was a tree in the next room, and on the tree was a huge uh, angel, and I'm telling you, that angel was a woman. It was a woman angel, but I thought, I'll get you at the end. So when I walked out, I said, you know, I've been here in this meeting today, and I'm glad to be here with you, but I said, I've realized that you people in Phoenix have gone woke, and you actually have a transgender angel on top of your tree. And they went, no, no, it's not. I said, it is. That's a woman right there. With that, with that. He said, that she's got an Adam's apple. I said, even worse. So I said, it shows you how woke you people have come. That you've got a, a transgender angel. They're neither male nor female. Are you listening to me? But they're definitely not little, these things that Michelangelo Post, little queer fairies on the wall of a chapel. Little homos fly, flying, flying homos. When people think he'll give his angels charge over you, you say, Great, great. You think the devil's afraid of a little flying whatever fairy? So here we're sitting with people that have oil reserves that can actually put the Middle East out of business, but people aren't, don't, they can't believe God. I said to the Lord, I walked to there and said, Father, give us the resources that we can buy the oil leases off of them and we'll start running oil ourselves. Listen, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. In this final hour, Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? When I come back, is he going to find faith or is he going to find people hiding in the corner somewhere, shivering in the shadows? Please come and rescue us because we couldn't even go outside of our house because we were f afraid of the white lung. This thing's even racist now. It's a racist, it's a racist virus. It's called the white lung. Thank God it's not the black lung. <laughs> Thank God it's a white lung. It tells you there's these racist viruses. We've even got racist viruses. 
Because the first one we had in 2020 was so intelligent it could count up to 50 people. And it also could measure when you were six foot apart. And it also knew if you went to a restaurant, you could wear the mask to the table. And when you sat down, you could eat normally because the virus would leave you alone because you were eating. And the virus could even tell the time, knew the time of the curfews. That's how intelligent these things are, which they call science, which is not even science, folks. It's a bunch of made up malarkey, which uh, our president loves that word malarkey. It's one of the words he can say. Malarkey. Somebody said, but pastor, it's just a little me. I can't make the difference. Every single person in here makes a difference. Your voice. How many heard the story? When we were traveling through Kenya, we were under presidential motorcade and protocol. The, the first vehicle that led us through the streets of Nairobi was the smallest car I think I've ever seen in a motorcade. It looked like a smart car, but it had sirens and it has another thing I've never seen on any vehicle. It made the worst noise you ever heard in your life. It, I think it was a frequency or something. So you had the woo 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 like that, and then you had this frequency. It was like, you, listen, I said, what is that? And when you looked ahead, it stopped lanes on both sides of traffic. Six lanes just come to a grinding halt. And I told everybody with me, you see, you don't have to be some big vehicle to stop traffic. You just have to be a tiny little thing making a lot of noise. You just have to be a tiny little thing making a lot of noise. That's why the devil's not ready for what's coming, because he's not ready for people just like you, ordinary people, full of the fire of the Holy Ghost, who get up and go, no, no, in Jesus' name, you're not doing that. You're not doing that in my town. You're not doing that in my city. You're not doing that in my nation. Somebody said, yeah, but pastor, then they're going to arrest you. Then fine, then you get arrested, and you get a mugshot just like me. Somebody said, but what if we die? Then you go to heaven. You go to heaven. And when you go to heaven, you can be so happy. There are no depressed people walking around heaven right now. If you suddenly were in heaven, you're going to see somebody, how you doing? Oh, I tell you, I, I tell you, I was just walking my dog. And the next thing I knew, I got hit by that bus. And now what's happening to my dog? Who's taking care of him? Somebody said he's the God of miracles. Yes, but he's a God of miracle workers. This field is full of miracle workers today. Somebody said there's a problem out there. You mean it needs a miracle? Well, I got the solution. It's you. Somebody said, why me? 
on the morning of my arrest, my wife comes out of the bathroom and she's looking at me. She says, she points at me and she says, today you run to the raw. And I'm sitting there going, me? Because there was already a helicopter over the house. She says, you run to the roar. Just like David's mighty men heard the lion roaring, went in there and killed the lion. And I'm thinking, great. What about you? <laughs> no, she's putting makeup on. I must go kill the lion. She's going to put makeup on so she can look pretty when we take the picture of me and her and the lion. And there's no doubt in my mind that this month there are going to be some lines that are roaring or making a noise, but you're going to go right in and take that thing out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you think weak religion is going to do it, it's not. It's not. I've been around these politicians with their little weak religious prayers. In actual fact, many of them, when they pray, they actually don't pray to the Lord. They pray policy. Then pray if you get around them. Um, Father, we just thank you. Remember the bill that we passed back four years ago that really saved the children, Lord. And then you helped us if we passed this bill. I'm thinking when they finish praying, I want to go, would you actually like to pray now and leave the campaign speech to later? Religion is a terrible thing. It's not going to shake anything. There was a young evangelist on the streets of Phoenix that was shot because he was preaching the gospel. They came by and, and shot him. Apparently, the Lord's helping him to recover. I don't know the young man, but they said that there's a miracle taking place with him. We have a window to turn this thing around in America, and we cannot take our freedom for granted and especially not the ability to come and stand here and worship the Lord, because if they had the way, they'd shut the thing down. They want it shut down, but it's not gonna happen. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So even now, I'm praying that all of these wheels are coming off the chariots of the wicked, even as we are here in this service here today, and that God is sending the enemy back And that this week you will make great advances. Whatever is standing in the way of you accomplishing what heaven has for you, that it shall be blasted out of the way this week. Can you say amen? amen. And I'm not talking about natural power or natural force. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit to blast the stuff right out of the way. Hallelujah. Oh yes, we're heading for a showdown. It's going to be an Elijah and Elisha type showdown that you're going to see take place. And only bold people full of the Holy Ghost are going to stand up and draw a line in the sand. That's what this church is about. That's what the river is about 27 years after we started. Because the word of the Lord comes alive in your mouth. The name of Jesus on your lips. Hallelujah. And the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Enough is enough is enough. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Say this after me. Jesus said, Jesus 
that he would build his church and that the gates of hell would not prevail against his church. I am the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my life, against my marriage, against my home, against my children, against my grandchildren, against my business, against my ministry. Whatever the Lord has called me to do, I shall accomplish all that heaven has purposed, all that heaven has planned. Only God will get the glory for it because at the end of the day, people will say, truly, the hand of the Lord is with those people and they shall be afraid of me for they shall see the hand of God upon my life. So Father, even now, in this service of celebration, knowing that you are the God of miracles, that you are the God of signs and wonders, whatever miracle you want done, whatever sign and wonder you want displayed, if you need anybody to deliver it, you can send me. I'll go, I'll do, I'll say, I'll be. My reputation's on the line, but I take yours. It's not my name, it's yours. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now lift your hands and give him praise right now. In closing this morning, I've really felt the Lord tell me that this would be a month, really November, and this month of miracles as we close out this old year. And that many miraculous things will transpire and we've already gone through what realm the miracles would happen from miracles, physical, financial, miracles of deliverance, how God will bring you through. But that a holy boldness will be upon you because it takes people that are really bold to go work a miracle. Because a miracle is an intent, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a divine intervention of God. A miracle is something out of the ordinary. A miracle is something that in the world is not commonplace. And no matter what you hear, the husband will look at the wife, the wife will look at the husband and say, and you just look at each other and nod, it's time for a miracle. We're about to have a miracle here. We're going to see a miracle take place. We talked about it last Sunday. There's a miracle in your mouth. You have to open your mouth and you have to speak it. And you watch what God will do. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want everybody to bow your heads, if you would, please, across this field. If you come here today, you fit into any one of these three categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today, a friend brought you, or you saw one of the commercials and you came. But the Lord is speaking to you. As you walked on the property, God began to speak to you. 
And the Lord's talking to you about surrender. We're not talking about religion today. We're talking about an intimate personal relationship with Jesus. And maybe you came here today and you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. Maybe you've been even hurt around church or religion. But you say, today I want to surrender my life. I want to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus in my life. I want to surrender my life afresh. What would happen if you died today? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to the devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stain. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life. You might have come here one way, but you'll leave another way. Just like Pastor Donica said earlier. And today, the power of sin will be broken forever the power of guilt and shame have been removed from your life Jesus is calling you and he stands with arms wide open he says come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden I'm going to give you rest take my yoke upon you learn of me my yoke is easy my burden is light he calls you will you surrender to him today will you say yes Lord I surrender You might never have another opportunity, you that are watching in your homes. The Lord calls you today. Maybe you are watching or you're here and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord years ago, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to just get me totally distracted. Maybe it's something hidden that no one can see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things that clog the heart of men. But you say, today, I need a new heart. Today, God's going to give me a new heart. I'm believing for a miracle of a brand new heart. Maybe it's not hidden. Maybe there's something outward that everyone can see, which makes it even worse. Because people feel, well, what is the use? Everybody knows how bad I am. But God's a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come, will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? Maybe you hear, you're watching in your homes and you say, Pastor, a storm came against my life like a hurricane from hell, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world. But today I'm coming back. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 in the Amplified says, Repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, that the times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of the heat, of reviving with fresh air will come from the presence of the Lord. Today is your day of a new beginning. And then lastly, if you hear, and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I'm not sure. I don't have the assurance that I'm a child of God, but today I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am a child of God. Remember this, when God looks at people, he does not look on the outside. God does not look at the color of your skin. He doesn't look at what car you drive. He doesn't look at where you live. He doesn't look at how much money you have at the bank. He looks at your heart, and your heart either has a temperature of hot, lukewarm, or cold. 
We know this is not the time to be cold, and it's definitely not the time to be lukewarm. This is the time to be hot on fire, radically on fire for God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Right where you are, without any hesitation whatsoever, quickly, just go ahead. Put your hand up and say, pray for me right now. I need Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. Raise up high. God bless you. 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 Slip it up high and say, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. I'm not leaving here the way I came. But today is my day of freedom. Thank you. I see your hands. Once you raise it, you can put it down. I want you to look at me, please. On this side here, which would be called the western side of the of this pavilion. If you didn't raise your hand but want to be included, slip that hand up right now and say, include me. Anybody else on the western side of the pavilion? All the way through the back, just put it up high and say, yes, Lord. Yes. Amen. This middle section, you didn't raise your hand but want to be included. I see your hands right there. All the way back to the sound desk, just slip your hand up. And then on this side, on the eastern side of the pavilion, slip your hand up and say, that's me, right at the back. Right at the back, I see another hand right there. I want every person that raised your hand to stand to your feet right now, please. Right across this field, stand. Quickly come. I want you to bring your personal belongings and come stand right here. We're going to pray together. Come. Ushers, if you'd help them, come right now. Just come. There are others now. The Lord is talking to you. Come. Today is your day of freedom. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. No turning back. Turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. Cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. They're still coming. 
could take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You could take the whole world. But give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. If you knew how much he loves people. He'll do anything to get people. He'll even raise up a crazy African person like me to come to America with $300 as a missionary to get people. Someone crazy, just like me. And he'll raise up all the crazy ones, just like you. <laughs> Amen. Stretch out your hands towards these precious people, you that are watching in your homes. As I pray with them, I want you to pray with us. There will also be instruction on the screen. We want to send you something that's going to help you. It's for free that will help you in your walk with Jesus. You that are standing here right now, you have not come to man, but you've come to the Lord. My Bible says, he that comes to me, I want to know why it's cast out. Today, the Lord accepts you just as you are. And we're going to pray a simple prayer. One prayer fits all. If you've been busy with God, God means busy with you. And I want you to pray together with me. Just close your eyes. Raise your right hand to heaven and pray this together with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world and I turn my back on sin. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day, I will never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Now lift those hands and just thank him right now. Let me pray over you, Father. I pray that you would seal this now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God. And just as we've heard testimonies today, let this be their testimony too of how you totally turned their life around. 
And I just pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.